few weeks back before the NFL draft, we did uh, a mock draft with Hayden Winks. Some of us had some pretty controversial, spicy picks, and now it is time for a do-over. The NFL draft is in the books. We have Blair Andrews joining us tonight for a four-man prestigious mock draft here on Ship Chasing. Let's do it. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> What? This is what I'm hot. Anita Hanjob. Fix your sight. Jamar. Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You can't handle the heat. See, it looks like we're finally this boy. You're right. <laughs> there, Andrews, we wanted to have you on our ship chasing slash, uh, Rotoviz slash Dealing Bananas live stream last week, and you were actually working. Someone had to work, right? While we all drank. <laughs> That's right. Someone had to had to keep the machine going. How did, how did, how did it go? How was how was draft night from your battle state? Oh, draft night was great. It was uh, yeah, fast and furious for a lot of the first round, and um, then a little bit slow after that, but a lot of fun. There you go. Well, I, I know some people tonight uh, were hoping we'd jump into a Best Ball Mania 3 draft that, of <laughs> course, launched $2 million. I get it, but we all huddled, and it was like, we know Best Ball is going to take over the summer. We're going to be drafting virtually every single week on the stream. <laughs> and Pat, as a true dynasty bro, was like, can we just can we just do one it's, dynasty? It's, can you give us this one week? This quote was, <laughs> the darkest part of my dynasty guy's soul is annoyed that this is a Best Ball week now. <laughs> It's so true because before best ball like reached this level of prominence, I'm just thinking like two to three years ago, like this week was like, this is, this was the week. week. Yeah. The most exciting week of the year. And now we're just like, yeah, you want to draft a best ball team? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, three, let's go. And it's like, well, we're drafting our rookies. I know. I had someone like in my mentions being like real disappointed. You guys aren't drafting best ball. I was like, dude, we're going to be drafting these all summer long. It's been less than one week since the NFL draft, and everyone's like, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it is it is funny. We should pull this up here to look back on the 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 pre-draft mock we did with Hayden here. Definitely uh some fun things to look at, Crane. A little aggressive with that Malik Willis pick, I'd say. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> I had I had my whole lecture about how it was super flex. Matt Corral, Matt Corral actually aged better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Traylon Burks. I mean, your boy just fucking crushing that one out of the park right there. Um, who who won this one? I mean, you had Jamison Williams there in the second round, which looks pretty nice. I mean, Hayden too. I guess Gretch, the Olave pick. How you feel about that in retrospect? I mean, I feel pretty good about mine because Bell and White were ones that we didn't know on Capital, and they both got big bumps from Capital. Ross obviously got the negative bump, but then Tolbert and Robinson also got bumps. Jelani Woods also got a bump. Yeah, he from did. Draft Capital. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like I might have won this. I think Gretch won. I the Willis wow. one kills mine. I got the Algier and Damian Pierce. Uh, what is CK? Um, <laughs> I, 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 I got an NA. I can't remember who we were talking about. There. I think that was Charlie Kolar. Kolar. Yeah, so Charlie didn't do any good. Yeah, so I had a couple nice ones, but uh, yeah, Gretz beat me. No, look at my running. Third back. pick oh, is yeah. probably the probably yeah. the what seals it, right? Sky, Sky Pizza's yeah. pretty good. Pete yeah. did take uh, Jalen uh, Weidermeyer. 
I mean, so the Bills' tough. landing spot is tough just. Scene. Actually, Pete got Alan Pierce late, like really late. I don't know. Pete ha- Pete has a case. Pete has He's a pretty good Jalen Wiedermeyer. <laughs> I don't know. I, your your running backs getting Algier and Pierce there are pretty nice, uh, considering the landing spots. Yeah, yeah, those are those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. Hayden, Hayden just kind of like he just hit a bunch of singles and doubles, right? Like the he didn't take yeah. any, he didn't eat it. He didn't eat it anywhere. But I, it doesn't seem. I guess Drake Drake London there. How did we do this, Drake London? Oh, because he got he did like a double tap. It's well, how did Drake London happen? Because someone took Malik Willis over him. That's what happened. That's right. Well. <laughs> We snaked this, right? We snaked it. Yeah, we did. Hayden yeah, got okay, the double okay. tap. Back. I was going to say, yeah. Pete has definitely a lot of interesting. I mean, there's guys there that I'm a lot more interested in. Like Spiller, for example, we were worried about after the combine. I, I kind of like, I mean, we, we kind of knew he'd fall a little bit. I kind of like what the Chargers leaning spot. It's a it's a more fun pick now, I think. Then we were kind of mocking you for taking Spiller there earlier. But I think it's a justifiable says... pick now. <laughs> it is. I was getting mocked for a lot of picks. <laughs> The chat uh, says Hayden won, uh, I believe, because he took the most wide receivers. Yeah, because he pissed yeah. yellow. So he did. Uh, I'm going to take the yellow on this one. I think I had the worst draft. I like Casey's. Christian Watson's a pretty good pick in the fifth now. He moved yeah. up like a whole round from this. There you go. I, I mean, yeah. basically, the 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 quarterback picks are what didn't age that that right, way. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, the quarterback picks were tough. Nick, Nick thinks my last pick was better than your first pick, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. fair. That's, good. That's a fair one. Oh, boy, go. Malik. So now just, it, just it is time. It. The NFL was not into it. <laughs> I think it's time for some redemption here. Um, you know, Blair, I'll, I'll let you do this. Um, I believe we let Hayden decide where he wanted to pick so we'll, we'll give our guest uh the spot here do you want one two three or four give me two okay mm, that feels All like right. a tough spot to be in yep i think um, you gave me second choice last time so pete why don't you take second choice and i think you gave corinne third so why don't you take second choice this time no i feel i i'm i'm, I'm good i'm still flexible i know this stuff inside and out i can really <laughs> kind of dominate from any position <laughs> the flexible flex what spot do you want, Pat? Uh, I'll take the 103. <clears throat> All right. Go for I'll it, take the I'll take the 104. We'll give Pete the influencer 101. I already had the 101 last time around. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'll take the – I need as many of these as I can get. Um. All right. So now this is now this is the thing, right? What What's our scoring settings? Have we established we're going <laughs> – whatever the audience thinks so you just got to take word of my 101 <laughs> and you're gonna win <laughs> I mean, we yeah. need to, if you we need to establish if you're not a coward role. you'll take your your favorite udfa <laughs> <laughs> all right my heart wants to take Traylon burks but i'm trying to provide a service to the people i know a lot of people have mock drafts i can't be leading them astray you're gonna go ahead we're going to take Brees Hall. Um, I've been told he's not a generational prospect by some people. I've been told he is a generational prospect by others. But I'm going to take him at the 101. Why, Pat? Because I think I'm going to be able to flip him about a year from now in this mock <laughs> hypothetical league. I think he's going to retain his value. God, dude, I think his dude. role's going to grow. <laughs> Brees Hall. going to grow. Pound in the table. 
Uh, it's the right pick, and it was a great analysis. Any, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone would anyone have taken someone other than Brees Hall in all seriousness? One on one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In a superflex draft, I would have taken Burks. Wait, why does superflex super change it for you? <laughs> because generally, those leagues are a lot deeper. So, like in I'm in leagues that like the FFPC okay. league that cuts down to 16 and until it cuts down to 14 non-kicker defense, I would take Hall there. They tend to be much more running back focused. I'm in leagues that are 20 spots, not, not including kicker and D I would take Hall there too. But once you get to like these really deep leagues, particularly like the best ball leagues, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm tricking trail on Burks in those types of leagues. What are you doing? <laughs> just trying to get my formatting set. This is really, I'm really trying to up our production value on this show and everyone's used to aerial font when they're in Google sheets, having comic sans makes it feels fun, makes it feels light. So just let me do my production work over here, guys. So All Blair right. just didn't want to have to take Brees Hall. He's really glad he didn't take Burks. Who's it going to be? Well, it's actually going to be the guy that I would probably consider taking at 101 over Brees Hall, and it's not Burks. It's Drake London. Oh, Whoa. there's a this is, London this is why I picked the three. I Whoa. thought you might be a London. Yeah. Getting my guy. I, so, I should have known that, that if I took three, you would probably take Burks, and I would get London anyway. Yeah. But yep, been that's a great what would have happened. You got the steal of the draft. <laughs> okay, so give us the Drake London over Burks case. Uh, so this was pretty much a toss-up most of the offseason, but I think the thing that it comes down to is that London is almost a year younger than Burks. So that's uh, that's the thing that I'm looking at that kind of breaks the tie for me. A youth chaser. Exactly. Um, Where do you think... Do you think that's London like the has... the only good argument I've heard. Oh, that I, he's well, younger? Yeah, Blair's is always on, on top of like, the good thing that I haven't heard yet. I had not heard that. I mean, I, I mean, I think I saw that at some point, but like, I hadn't heard that as a good one-on-one debate. London's almost in a fact, whole year younger. That's exactly right. In fact, um, you know, London broke out in his junior year. Bur- Burks broke out as a sophomore, but because London is so much younger, he actually has a younger breakout age than Burks by like right. two months. All right. Why are you, what? So uh, playing devil's advocate here, uh marcus Mariota is he able to get the ball to london is this offense going to be able to do anything whatsoever at least with burks you're getting Tannehill, known commodity stepping in as a one-for-one replacement just seems like a lot more seamless transition for burks as far as producing yeah that's true no question burks has probably a better quarterback i think that with you know, now adding London and with Pitts, I think that Atlanta's offense could end up being uh, a little bit more explosive than we than we think. And Mariota is probably not as bad as we expect. That's at least my hope. But uh, what's that's your, definitely a valid concern. What's your upside uh, comp for him for London? Um, hmm. Players like fuck comps. Silva, Silva today uh, <laughs> said Allen Robinson. Yeah, okay. that's pretty good. I think the the difference, like I was thinking Robinson or Mike Evans or someone like that, but the difference is that London, at least in college, got a lot more targets closer to the line of scrimmage, which is mm-hmm. um, something something he does that those guys don't really do. So um, 
in that sense, he might have a higher ceiling than those guys. I mean, you know, I don't want to say like <laughs> Devante, but he could have that same kind of role. Maybe not to that with that uh, efficiency. The guy who's come to mind, and I don't know if this makes sense. I, I don't. I would actually love be curious it. if like a tape guy would uh, love it. Pat's video right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this is a this is a rhetorical question. When in doubt, Pat is frozen. His mouth stopped uh, moving as he talked. Oh no! Look, no, it's catching up now. <laughs> all right, am I back? Okay, I was just gonna say Marcus Colston comes to mind when I keep hearing all of the all oh. the descriptions of Drake London's game. Kind of a chain mover guy, number one, but maybe not like the most explosive after the catch. I like that. It's a good right. description of why I don't like Drake London as much as Traylon Burks. All right. Well, go for it. You know, Blair's Colson looking for tiebreakers here, and uh, I get it. I get why these prospects are pretty close. You're looking for tiebreakers. I don't know, Blair. How about uh, how about hand size? Isn't that uh, something that you've shown to be very predictive? So yeah, remember yeah. when you made us all it draft Meikle Hardman uh, <laughs> as well, Blair? What? Is- because of his hands. <laughs> Literally still drafting him just because Blair tells me to. <laughs> of course, you have to, man. Um, hand size. Yeah, but was Burke's, were Burke's hands that much bigger? Yeah, Burke's hands are uh, an eighth inch shy of 10 inches. And, How uh, else do you Drake... get the wild boar around a small hand? I, mean, so I just, I just double-checked. I just double checked it. That's why my computer was freezing because the NFL site hogs a lot of my bandwidth. Wow. <laughs> so I double checked it. Just now, Burks has a uh, nine and seven eight inch, which is pretty big, and uh, Drake London nine and three eighths, which is not so big. So if we're looking for hand size as a tiebreaker, nine I'm going Traylon Burks. All right. Yeah. What do you What do you extra, say? You're the hand size expert. That's an extra half inch right there. We're talking about. No, like. Yeah, that's that's pretty significant. Nine and three eighths is, uh, I think, the NFL median for wide receiver. So you'd expect a guy who's big like Drake London to. A little bit, have a little bit bigger hands, but maybe that contested catch stuff doesn't translate as well with those little hands. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back, they're back average hands, Pat. They're average, <laughs> all right. <laughs> they're little Nine for him. is average. Jalen <laughs> <laughs> Burks has got those big boar hunting hands, ten inches. You love to see it. I'm taking Traylon Burks. I've said everything there is to say about him. He's going to be a star. Where? Uh, we, we got some ship chasing startup drafts going on right now. Dynasty startups drafts. Where do you think Traylon Burke should go in a <laughs> super flex tight end premium startup? One on one. One I have him ranked one on one in my in startup. startup draft. In a startup. One on one. No. Um, <laughs> you know, to be honest, I think part of it is that, like, so we're doing a startup, the ship chasing startup, and Brees Hall yeah, just went. Yeah, pull up. This is um, this is this is mine right now, and we are in the you know four oh, four, and Traylon Burks is still on the board. That's yeah, yeah, good. I want him there. I give love me, one yeah. Wilson there. Oh yeah, I think yeah. that's a really good price for these guys. I would probably. Yeah. I was take thinking them. second or third. So right, I was gonna say right. right around where Diggs and Hawkinson went. Wait, I think okay. I'd start looking at them. DJ Moore went three eleven. You guys know I'd do anything for DJ Moore. I'd probably give him like a toe or something, but I would take any of these rookies over him just on youth alone. Like he's not, he doesn't have a great situation. You got a tough quarterback situation and you have the years. 
You know what, yeah. Gretch? I actually, I heard you and Sean talking about this on uh, Stealing Bananas, and I hadn't heard this until you went on the monologue, just in case people missed it. Tell them about Jalen Hurts and Traylon mm-hmm. Burks. Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. It's sorry, and A.J. Brown. I was yes. mixing up. They're best uh, friends. Do, yeah. Should we do the, like a whole bit? Because I could do a whole thing about this. Uh, we got a Disneyland narrative. They went to Disneyland together. Somebody in my mentions, this is not verified, said that uh, Jalen Hurts is the godfather of A.J. Brown's child. Jalen Hurts was at A.J. Brown's daughter's second birthday about a week before the draft. They got a little game of, played a little game of catch in the background because they're best buds. Uh, they were joking around about potentially playing together. They find out a week later, A.J. Brown's traded. Now they're teammates. Apparently, when A.J. Brown went on his recruiting trip to Alabama, which obviously he ended up going to Ole Miss, him and Hurts hit it off. They stayed in connection. They talk basically every day about life, about football, about everything. Absolute mind meld quarterback wide receiver wow. coming together. These guys are legitimate best friends. Like they went to Disneyland together. It's they incredible. go to each other's kids' birthday parties. They're, they might Wait. be godfathers of each other's children. When this when this narrative goes mainstream, and we know it's going mainstream, like oh, he, AJ, Levitan AJ already Brown, did the tweet. Levitan already did the tweet. It's, it's <laughs> I'm, t- I'm talking like ESPN montage mainstream. I mean, AJ Brown's gonna be going like one seven by July. Oh, dude. I mean, too low. Too low. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to uh our draft here i believe gretch well I, can we just point out that uh sam is now furious with us because we demanded that Traylon burks be selected in that league and he's about to be on the clock <laughs> andrew, andrew takes Traylon. sam doesn't deserve him he he's this is a ship chasing league and he started kyler murray christian mccaffrey and deandre swift uh not a true piss boy doesn't deserve how did you guys start i uh i liked my start man i was I started- alan Diggs, hawk elijah moore I, 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 we've only done three rounds. I got JT Cup Stafford. Okay. JT Cup. You got the stack like me with, I got uh, the Diggs stack. I got, I got a nice one. Yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully, hopefully more than year one, but certainly, uh, certainly I in the present. To me, after doing the draft, um, thinking through the third round reversal, I feel like pick one five or one six is optimal. Um, you were getting like Burrow or Chase there. You're also able to get, you know, your choice of quarterback in the second round, like a Hurts, Brees Hall, and Swift kicking mm-hmm. around in the third. I feel mm-hmm. like when I picked at the end of the third round, I felt like some tear breaks there. Yeah, I wanted to be on the good side of the third round. Uh, and I got JT to drop to the ninth pick, which felt like pretty nice value. So, um, but I obviously didn't get an elite quarterback. I'm a dipshit. Never got back to Sam, and I'm not even in these dynasty leagues. But, what? Uh, oh. One of the listeners who wants to co-manage with me hit me up in the DMs. Somebody, <laughs> okay. I'm Gretchen, gonna you join in teams, progress. Man. No, not not gonna co-manage this one. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody is interested, let me know because I need to get in on this. That was really stupid of me. Um. Yeah, I told him initially I wasn't sure I wanted to add any more. <laughs> I wasn't sure I wanted to add any more dynasty leagues, and uh, then I never got back to you, Sam. And I apologize about that. Um, that's completely on me. I, I was definitely supposed to do that. Also, we are. I'm up, and uh, I went yeah. to happy hour. Had a few margs. I'm feeling good. Uh, 
Kenneth Walker is definitely, I think, in in this range. Not taking him. Fuck that. Yeah. Garrett yeah. Wilson and Jameson Williams. Uh, I think. Yeah, I'll do it. I I don't think I'm gonna roll the clip. I'm gonna leave it for Pat. Gretch, you're All you're right. a delight. You're you're just so, a great man. <laughs> so looking back at our draft before, it looks like Jameson Williams a a bit of a riser. Like, where are you? I feel like the Garrett Wilson stuff like played out about how people expected going between like pick 10 to 15, but Jamison Williams, I don't know. I feel like he was getting a ton of steam. People really coming around on him, not as worried about the ACL. Like where are you at on the lion's landing spot? It's not great, but I, I, I think the offsetting of that is that his rehab is reportedly going really well. I think that's the thing that's being kind of missed a little on Williams. He's supposedly already running or sprinting, right? Like I think people are, baking in that he's going to miss half of this year i'm starting to think we might see him like but like i don't think it would be insane to see him week one at this stage like it, it I, I know that'd be a really fast return Probably i hope we don't i i'm not gonna be, I, I, I gonna be yeah, yeah. I, but i mean let's we see him when he's healthy him, but if he's already running and if they were willing to take him that high i think there's this idea that he's like back like and ready to go by september I hope we don't see him until October. I don't think it's going to be a November or December thing. I don't think it's going to be a, you know, week nine and we only get half a season. I do think we're going to get most of his rookie season. Now it's not a great fit or anything like that, but he was a really good receiver. Like if he's healthy, right, Pat, you've been telling me, Blair, you you should comment on this, but he's in this group with these other three. If he's healthy, yeah. right, he should have been, right? I think so. Okay. Then, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I think we're getting a little bit of a discount on the ACL, the landing spot now where his profile puts him without the ACL and with, you know, potentially a better landing spot too. I mean, it would have put him with the, in the London and Berks area. So I'm, I'm I think, taking him here. I think we'd probably pick some nits with him a little bit more if it wasn't the ACL. Like he was 179 pounds. The tough part about that is like, would he have been 185 pounds if he wasn't recovering from an ACL tear? You know, because he, he obviously was working out on he wasn't he wasn't training for the drills and stuff. So I don't know. I mean that that might be too much. And but you know Garrett Wilson, we comment about the weight, and we don't really we don't really talk about the weight with Jamison Williams. We probably would if he hadn't torn his ACL. Yeah, but if he hadn't torn his ACL, he also would have run at the combine and been like sub four yeah. three. So we wouldn't care. He probably would have been like the second pick. Right. He claims <laughs> yeah. he would have broke the combine record. And look, I believe it. I'm willing to take that bet. Blair, after London, how do you rank these three? Burks, Wilson, Jameson? Uh, I have them in that order. And I have kind of a tear break between Burks and Wilson. Yeah. but um, Sam makes a good point about a sophomore year. Uh, he was really inefficient next to Alava and Wilson. His target spot run that year were 7%. Like, that's literally I, – I, I joke sometimes anytime you get under 10%, you're in Jalen Guyton territory. I don't think I've ever seen <laughs> anyone have a target per out run at 7%. For, like, 150 route sample, like a strong – not huge sample, but decent-sized sample, he was a wind sprinter his sophomore year in Ohio State. But yet, then he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to transfer because this is not a good fit for me. And Nick Saban came knocking and then made him a superstar at all. Like immediately was like, you're better than every receiver we have on our roster that we've recruited, that we've built up. We're putting you front and center. And he produced. So I'm a little bit willing to write that off and write that off and be like, okay, Ohio State was misusing him, which we've seen with Ohio State and similar receivers. Um, but Nick Saban probably knows a little better than Ohio State is sort of my my mindset. 
Yeah, although I do think, like, I think if he was healthy, I would be more excited to take him, but I would still have him wide receiver four. Because the fact that Wilson outplayed them the same year, that you know, they're the same year in college, although this is another Burks-London situation where Williams is younger than than Wilson, even though they're the same year. But uh, that, that really does matter to me to some extent. I don't think it's everything, but uh, Wilson's profile is also awesome. So if I'm using tiebreakers, the tiebreaker of, like, he played while Williams was on the bench. I mean, that, that seems like a good one. Why don't you just draft both of them when you're on the turn? I mean, I like it. I like it, especially <laughs> especially when you can pass on uh, Kenneth Walker and uh, let him fall to me so I can take Sky Moore. Yes! <laughs> Roll it! <laughs> All right. I guess you take him in a mock draft, you get the hype for Sky Moore, too wise. the fucking sickest name I've ever seen for a wide receiver in my goddamn life. Sky's up! Oh, good. Let's go. Um, you want to talk about hand size? And I believe someone in the chat pointed this out earlier. Ten and a quarter inch hands. My God. I mean, Blair, I feel let me just throw this to you. Like, isn't this the whole point of the hand size stuff? Like, he's he's like undersized, he's kind of small as a slot guy. I don't know. He's he's physical, he's got the hands of a big wide receiver. He's gonna be able to to be a DJ Moore type in this offense. That's JJ Zacharyson's comp, and I love it. Yeah, this is why I've been saying, you know, everyone comes out with a golden tape comp, which I hate. Uh, the real comp is Stephon Diggs. All right. I wow. Like DJ Moore, Stephon Diggs comps. These are I I do it to the right show. <laughs> well, tell I, me uh, where. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was on um I was I was on uh Road of His Overtime and Sean mentioned Stephon Diggs and I said could it even be Antonio Brown and then Sean got offended that I was insinuating Antonio Brown's better than Stephon Diggs. <laughs> <laughs> the well, that's what I I was gonna ask because I know. Uh, obviously Blair, you're in the trenches with Sean. Ben has been potting with Sean a bunch. I mean, he came on our show and basically laughed at our Sky Moore infatuation. He's been very bearish on him. Is is Sean finally coming around on Sky Moore now that he's on his favorite team? Sean is trying to uh, maybe not get too excited about it, so he's like artificially. Tempering his expectation, maybe he's fighting it as an emotional. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, I don't wow. know. <laughs> All right. All right, Sean, come, come around. The, uh, the train's <laughs> leaving the station here. Um, all right, Blair, you are on the clock. Yeah. Does anyone want to trade up? <laughs> <laughs> he's got to take a running back. In you got to do it, dude. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm really don't. tempted. Be ideological, I mean, Blair. The problem is I don't really like the receivers here either. I know. They're not right. fun. You're out, you're out of <laughs> options. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Olave. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right. Speak That's on that. Uh, well, he's really fast. First year in a non-Sean Payton offense. Maybe they let Jameis... Throw it deep, let him go crazy, and Olave is the main beneficiary of these. 
Um, you know, I am skeptical of kind of Michael Thomas's bounce back chances. They don't really have a ton else. So um, even though Olave wasn't my favorite prospect, he's a four-year guy, but um, he was good for a long time at Ohio State. He was good for many years. So, um, and he did earn that first round draft grade. So maybe, maybe there's some mitigating circumstances here. He's not going to fail, right? Like he's going to be good. I just, I think we're like a little bit, at least I'm kind of skeptical about how high the ceiling is, but like, yeah, I think he'll be and a I, solid number two option at the NFL level. I love that. And he I think could you be, have to be skeptical. He could be Marquise Brown pretty easily, right? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I was going to say with the research I was doing in the Targets Pro run, he was, his best season was a sophomore year. Then when Jackson uh, Smith and Jigba comes in and, Garrett Wilson is continuing to progress and his targets per run are improving each year. Uh, Alave, and he's a sophomore when Wilson is a freshman, right? Mm-hmm. And then going into his junior year, as Wilson becomes a sophomore, Alave's targets per run go down. Wilson's go up. And Jackson Smith and Jigba comes in as a freshman. It's good that year. The next year, last year, Alave's a senior. Wilson's a junior. JSN's a sophomore. They both elevate Wilson and JSN. Alave goes down even more. And mm-hmm. so you start to see this thing where the competition got tougher and he got older and he should be, you know, still older than those guys should be very productive, but he kind of takes a backseat. He's more of the number three. I think that lends itself to what Pat was just saying. Like he's going to be more of this, like, you know, high floor, low ceiling type in the NFL, probably. Um, A couple things, Willis. Uh, you reminded me, and I did just upload it to the system right now. So refresh and uh, sorry, Gormanji. <laughs> I hadn't updated the emotes in a long time, and you just got replaced by Sky. Sky. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> the Sky Warriors. And uh, the chat is noticing what happened here. And a lot of yellow, you guys double tapping wide receivers like the piss boys that you are it's time we get some testosterone in here kenneth walker just absolute steal isn't he the third is it kenneth walker the third that's Shouldn't right be here it's Ken and walker also now. we're going double kenny you guys kind of some people forgot this is a super flex any <laughs> pick it i mean just look at you guys just getting absolutely worked here beautiful picks. <laughs> just look I at mean, the value this guy just scoops value like nobody's business that's what I do. I let other people overthink themselves, galaxy brain it, and I just scoop that value. Uh, can't wait to watch Kenneth Walker in a 30-60 timeshare with Rashad Penny this year. It's going to be <laughs> incredible. I'm excited to see your receivers after six more ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Henry Mudo was uh, pointing out we uh, were fading Najee down to the 110, and uh, you know we're, we're clearly doing the same with Kenneth Walker. I would just like to point out that although established the run, our buddy Leone was was fairly bullish on Najee Harris in terms of the projections. Uh, they are not. They are not bullish on Kenneth Walker. We, uh, I think we're. It's a little. This one feels a little safer. Which, by the way, I feel just fine about the Najee fade. I don't think Najee looked very good as a rookie. He the definitely got more. Yeah. He got. He got the word. Everyone was right about. I was like, I don't think he's. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's that good. And like he's really going to get every snap and every opportunity. And then, yeah, he did. So you guys were right about that, but I feel like we were also onto something. So it's not the end of the world to me. This one's I tough. Mean, Cause like the work might not be there. 
it, it's hard to argue we were low on Najee, but I do think the the thesis of of the play was correct, which is that Najee was not uh, a superstar. And right, I don't think he is. He's not, and he's going way too high now. I would. This is like the peak. If you can sell, like Najee went in the second round of our startup. Oh man, I would be. Uh, I would be offloaded. You're going to sell Najee right as he's about to get unlocked by Kenny fucking Pick. Yes, this is the time. <laughs> this is the time. <laughs> All right. Your funeral, your funeral. Uh, all right, Blair, uh, you are back here on, on the wrap at, what is this? All right. right. Yeah. I'm going to take another guy who I didn't love as a prospect, but he's got a ton of opportunity. It looks like in year one, Christian Watson, come on down. Okay. There it is. Speak on that. Well, he's a small school guy, which normally I love, but when you see these guys play four years at a small school, you really want them to be crazy uh, productive, which he wasn't. The The good thing is that he you know, runs like a 4-3 something at 6-4-208. Um, so he's got the athleticism. He's catching passes from Aaron Rodgers, uh, we hope. So, um, yeah. There you go. Uh, nobody fuds their own picks like Blair. It's fantastic. I love it. What's like, that? Oh, yeah. He's like, normally, Who, I like him to be productive. He wasn't. But uh. I'll tell you the truth. It feels like maybe I don't remember past years as well, but it feels like after you get past about pick six, it really dries up fast. And I'm not enthusiastic about almost anyone else. But I do think. I think 10's another huge cliff in these. I think Pickett has to go. I think Watson has to go here. And then at this point, I think you can go like six different ways right now, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask with this. I mean, obviously, all we have in life is the present. And all we have is this current 2022 rookie mock. But how do we think this class is ultimately going to age? Like, is this going to be a historically bad class when we look back in five, six years? I would be surprised. Yeah, I honestly yeah. would be surprised if it was. The, the wide receiver class is pretty good. It's not like a generational wide receiver class, but I think it's it's like it's on deep. par with, with last year's as a whole. There is no Jamar Chase prospect, but there's like a bunch of like pretty darn good prospects. And okay. we had a lot of – I mean, we, we almost had uh, the over on – the uh, wide receivers in the first round hit. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Davis got a bad beat on that. But – then we had uh, Christian Watson go 34. We had a bunch of guys go in the second round. We didn't really, outside of Justin Ross, who, you know, we know that's that's injury-related, not talent-related, we didn't have a guy this year that was like the darling who fell to day three. David Bell got close, but, like, I feel yeah. pretty good about him as a day as a, as a round three guy. I think he's – that's kind of exactly what we were hoping. You know, the hope is he's keen now. Um, so – Overall, I think that the wide receiver class will make this overall rookie class like look okay. The everything else could go down as pretty bad. Like if Kenneth Walker doesn't hit or Brees Hall doesn't hit, like the running back class could be historically bad. But it is a deep yeah. class of decent profiles. In terms of like actual prospect profiles, Pete, what you just said is probably true. It's not as strong of a class profile-wise. And again, these two guys would both know better than me. So you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the way I'm viewing it. We don't have the premium profiles like Pat was just saying, the Jamar Chases, even the Kyle Pitts, right? Like, we don't have the premium, but we do have depth, I think, into the second round, which those types of guys become like Alvin Kamara sometimes. And I remember Kamara being just like an interesting 
one, two mm-hmm. turn type in his class, sometimes like into the middle of the second round in his mm-hmm. class in rookie drafts. And he ends up being a superstar. I think this class is deep enough of interesting profiles that you have to think that someone's going to hit. We don't necessarily know who, right? But so the, the profiles of the players, it's not as good of a class as it turns, as it will turn out. I, the odds are that it's deep enough that some of these dudes are going to hit. We just don't necessarily know which ones. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that's right. At certainly a wide receiver, I think uh, the other positions seem quite a bit weaker. I was going to ask where you would rank uh, these guys in relation to last year's class. Like, obviously, there's no chase in this class, but where would you put someone like Bateman in this class? I think Bateman would be kind of there with. Wilson, I feel like he'd have to be probably he'd probably have to be after Wilson because because of the talented teammate factor. So you're so you're mm-hmm. like he's a little bigger, but he's not. What was what was Bateman like one ninety five or something, or even maybe a couple pounds lighter? So he didn't have a ton of weight on Wilson. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that's kind of, but I think London and Bateman would probably be London and Burks would probably be ahead of Bateman, and Bateman especially post draft right post-draft? yeah that's why yeah. i think this is like a pretty good yeah. wide receiver class i mean guys who like check all the boxes there's there's three of them and there's four if jameson williams isn't coming off an, a torn acl so uh yeah i, I think ba- but bateman probably belongs in that group i don't think he's he's like a tier below those guys necessarily but yeah. when you look at like muted opportunity for london and hall or london and burks uh Wilson, Wilson and Bateman are probably pretty close. All right, Pat, you are on the clock. Will you continue to piss yellow? I will. I'm going <laughs> to take George Pickens. Yes, that was my big dude. Why not? Why not? We, you, we, we need to refresh the scoring settings for this league. So it's start four running backs, one wide receiver, <laughs> 1.5 points per carry. I just, did you guys not get this information? I, I think George Pickens is optional league. George Pickens is a boom bust guy in the same mold as Christian Watson in some ways, downfield threat, um, incomplete profile. But it's like the reverse where he was like really good as a freshman. Then he wasn't that great as a sophomore. Then he tears his ACL. Uh, and so we don't really know. But the combine performance was encouraging. And I don't know. It feels like. You need a couple things to break right. Deontay Johnson is a free agent after the year. They probably have to let him go. They probably also need to like move Deontay Johnson to the slot so that Pickens can play on the outside a lot. I, like I'm actually confused about unless they're gonna move Claypool to the slot, it could be kind of a bad situation for Pickens this year. But they just took him in the second round, and he's got a huge ceiling as an early declare who broke out as a freshman. So I don't really want to overthink it. And, you know, at this price, it's pretty good. Christian Watson, I think, is like, it's kind of almost like, which one of these guys are you more afraid of turning into a superstar and you don't have them? Because <laughs> they both have red flags. Any uh, any thoughts on on Pickens, Blair, and Gretch? I think you yeah, a good pick there. I like Pickens a lot. I um, Yeah, it's not a great situation, obviously, that he, that he landed in, as you mentioned, Pat, but... But I do, I do really like him. I mean, do you, Pat? Do you put any premium on just the Steelers' track record 
with these a little wide receivers. <laughs> like they have just nailed it. Yeah, Juju, who we liked, then Deontay, who we didn't love, uh, and then Claypool didn't really Martavis have Davis Bryant hit before his shit. Martavis Bryant, yeah, yeah, that was a good pick. They didn't get Sammy Coates right. That wasn't a great mm-hmm. one, but I think he was maybe a third round pick. They've, yeah. they've been they've been hitting. They obviously Antonio Brown, and Emmanuel Sanders. They got. I mean, Antonio Brown they got in the sixth round. I think yeah. in, Emmanuel yeah, Sanders was third Sanders round. Sanders didn't hit till he was in Mike Denver. Wallace. Yep. Mike Wallace. Sanders was productive. I mean, he was like he helped out, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> he wasn't. He was kind of a Robert Woods type character. Um, yeah. Yeah, they've gotten a good track record, man, for sure. I, I think that's that's something. Like we we care about draft position, and their scouting department is clearly awesome yeah. at wide receivers. Yeah, and Con- Connor's saying small sample size. I-, I do think on the extremes, there's probably some truth to it, right? Like the Pats are bad at evaluating wide receivers and the Steelers are probably above average at evaluating wide receivers. I think that's probably safe to say. But even James Washington, you know, obvious you know, people mocking here, James Washington. James Washington just got a second contract with the Cowboys and, you know, was like a solid depth receiver for them. And what we'll see, I, I can't remember where he was taken, but like, if that's your bust, like that's not even that bad of a bust. Lin Swan. <laughs> yes, they drafted Lin Swan. That's fair. Uh, we got to give him it. We we got to watch the uh, the clip. Um, yeah, pull it up. Uh, so uh, Zita put together a, a clip for Lin-Swan us from uh, <laughs> draft night of Davis. Just absolutely. Le- the other part of the clip that I had kind of forgotten that I love was Gretch was gone or you had gotten up and you come back and you're like, tell me what's going on. I and, then they fill you in, and then you lose it too. All of that. When I watched this clip back was new to me until the part it where I got it. Me too. Cause I was, I was doing a video. I'm not in, I'm like, Oh, I missed it. <laughs> They're comparing Garrett Wilson to Lynn Swan. People even know, how many people even fucking know who Lynn Swan is. There's no reason to be Oh man, that's great! Look at that. I was actually reading the box score scout cards. We're legitimately talking about a guy who never had a thousand yard receiving season, and I'm pretty sure he's in the Hall of Fame. How did we get there? Their player comp for Garrett Wilson was Vince. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't wait to use that one. Coach Chuck Knoll liked everything about Swam except the four seven times. Coach Knoll was right, said Art Rooney. He said the guy can't run. He really liked him, and he said, get a good time. I'm starting to understand how the Rooneys wanted Najee Harris to be the pick at 24 last year. <laughs> <laughs> They're comparing Garrett Wilson. I was la- like, I was dying laughing, and it wasn't because I thought the Lid Swan thing was so hilarious. It was just how much it was getting Davis. Yeah. Like that, this just I made just remember me- coming back, and you guys were on a deep dive on Lynn Swan, and I was like, it's draft night 22. How did we get here? And, uh, that, that it killed me too. That was great. Oh my god, that was great. All right, I think I'm up. Nice Najee, but yeah, I'm you're back. You. Uh, puking blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take. So, I want to talk about this of the next running backs. Everybody likes James Cook. I'm not sold on James Cook being that exciting. I think he's interesting. 
I really want to take Rashad White over James Cook anywhere I can. And now I'm not going to end up having any exposure to James Cook because people are very high on James Cook. In this mock, I'm just going to take James Cook and Rashad White because who gives a fuck? Like I got to take two picks in a row. Um, but I want to talk about why Rashad White should go ahead of J- James Cook. You know what we're not very good at? Projecting the, the buried guy with a great profile to not do anything because he always does something. Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb. Remember Nick Chubb was buried? Oh, no, they have Carlos Hyde. He'll never see the field. Nick Chubb is a star. It doesn't matter. You want to talk about Antonio Gibson? Darius Geis is going to play over him. Then they got Bryce Love. Doesn't matter. Antonio White Gibson the takes Antonio the job. Gibson. Yeah. You, you bet it. on the guy with the great profile. Who I want to take him and redraft in every league. Like, this is the dude that I want everywhere. Like, yeah. what, he's in the perfect offense this Generates a shit ton of high value touches. Leonard Fournette goes down. Rashad White is a league winner in 2022. Why would you not want to take him in the second round of your rookie draft? We're already in, we're at the one two turn equivalent. Why would you not want to take him at 112? Like, I would absolutely want him. He's Alvin Kamara. Exactly. <laughs> That's um, a beautiful thing. The, 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 what about Vaughn? What about Vaughn? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. That's actually exactly that's what point. I'm talking about. Well, what about yeah. Vaughn? Vaughn? Oh, the guy who's done nothing and they clearly don't like. Yeah, yeah. Well, if Rashad White's good, Keyshawn Vaughn's a problem. No, he's not a problem well, at all. If Rashad White's bad, the whole bet fails. But if Rashad White's good, none of this stuff matters. Well, also, Keyshawn Vaughn's a great point because he came into that playoff game. Was it their wild card game where? Fournette missed and ran really poor on like touchdown expectation and still had like 14 and a half PPR points yeah. like as a bad yeah. player running negatively relative to expectation. Like Rashad white, if he's even just moderately better than Keyshawn right. Vaughn, moderately we have better than evidence that Keyshawn Vaughn is probably not good. If this is again, if Leonard Fournette goes down, there's going to be a competition, but the bet is the unknown is better than what we've seen from Keyshawn Vaughn. And that should be sort of the default. And the unknown, by the way, has the incredible profile. Blair has done incredible work on uh, team share of receiving volume, right? And isn't Rashad White just like completely blowing everyone else away? And he has size. He's got the three-down profile. Yeah. He's the four net. He's the size. Henry mentions plus- Kamara's 215. Rashad White's 214. It's the yeah. same profile. Yeah, I'm not talking about Cook. Yeah, Henry, I, 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 that's the thing. White should go ahead of Cook. That's the, sort of my whole yeah. argument. He's got the weight and that. And that burst. He's got size, speed. He's If he didn't have the pass catching, he'd be interesting from his size and his 40 time as like the two-down explosive potential big playback, right, that we could we – could He also did really well in backfield dominator rating. Yeah, he's just – he's everything. He's Eno, He's what we wanted Eno Benjamin to be. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the only problem with saying like, oh, Vaughn doesn't matter, he's no good, is that we also have evidence that Leonard Fournette's no good and – he still gets the touches. You don't think I'm using that evidence in my brain to think about wonderful scenarios for Rashad White? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I'm saying the Bucks don't care what, what uh, whether people are good. I yeah yeah but that's me, probably true. In redraft, <laughs> like I, I took Rashad White in a BBM three draft today. Got him pick one thirty seven. Um, and Perfect. to me, it's just like. The contingent value is through the roof, and you might yes. bank an early season pass catching role, and yeah. like that's that's yeah. enough for me in, yeah. in redraft. They took him Josh in the third Matt, round. Josh. They took him like high for twenty twenty two running backs. They went after him. They yeah. and his expected draft position was not 
that high. They went after him. Like, they went and got him. Yep. Josh mentions the age. That is a red flag. You'd rather have him be 21. But, you know, our boy Ramondre Stevenson, he's an older guy, too. I think he was 23 as a rookie. And also a Juco guy, I believe. So, he's certainly a transfer. Um, It's like, if a guy flashes elite per touch stuff, elite per route stuff, I don't really care how old he is at running back. I mean, it's certainly like he's not going to be like an elite 101 type prospect at 23 years old, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a guy you're going to get in the second round of rookie drafts, double-digit rounds of redraft. The age to me doesn't really matter for that bet. This is – this is I completely agree with that. The the age is the reason that he's going to probably stay down. The, the All the comments in the chat, Keyshawn Vaughn and everything, are the reasons that he's going to stay down – it's all price relative. We love the price yeah. right now. This is the bet you want to make every year if you can make it. It doesn't doesn't mean Rashad White's definitely going to hit. It's kind of contingent on Fournette getting hurt. They obviously really like Fournette. They went to him like 80% of snaps in I think like five of their last six games that he was active. He is going to probably start the season as a workhorse, getting all of this work, all of those things. The question is, does Fournette stay healthy the whole year? And if he doesn't, can Rashad White become that player? And and even if he can't at that point, this is still the bet you want to make. This There is upside here. Size, receiving profile, the size-speed combo, all of the things that you want in uh, you know a potential upside three-down back that can catch passes, score touchdowns with the weight and everything. I mean, that's yeah, literally the bet you want to make in fantasy football right here. Also, David yeah. Johnson was an older guy because um, yeah. Josh it, commenting, this is a dynasty draft. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't matter because it's like running backs a – even in dynasty, running back is like you're only thinking a year or two out. Like you're allowed to trade the guy after the season, you know, if he crushes. And guess what? It's gonna it's gonna be worth more than you know the two hundred two, two hundred three, or whatever. Uh, Henry's asking if we would take White or a, a random twenty twenty three first, a random twenty twenty three first. I would. I mean, I love the profile, but uh, yeah, you take that value. But you know, for your two hundred two, two hundred three, my God, let's get Rashad White. Yeah, and then real quick, just because we moved, I mean, Ben, clearly you see kind of James Cook, not the exact same profile, but similar situation where you're going to a high-profile yes. offense and the the speed bumps in front of him are even probably less than Leonard Fournette is. Yeah, and you're getting one. the clarity that they've already come out and said we see him as the pass-catching back. Like Pat was – or Blair maybe was just saying – Hopefully he's catching passes like, or maybe it was, I can't remember. I, I again, have been drinking for like four hours now. Uh, someone, someone was saying, someone was saying maybe he'll catch passes. We already kind of got the implication that Cook is going to be catching passes. They don't like Zach Moss. The, the, the role is safer with Cook. The three down upside at his weight is not, what it is for white white has the ceiling that's why i want to make the white but that's what i'm saying i think i i actually want to take it feels dirty to take cook over white but cook is probably a little more draft capital and uh you know a similarly good offense and more of a a, like a defined role coming in probably the better bet but man i i want to rank white higher i want to take white higher i think white's the better bet but i i totally get why someone would disagree with that like i i don't think it's like clear cut or anything i just personally think white is the better bet because he actually does have more of the receiving profile that's that's actually like to where you could see it becoming an RB1 type receiving profile. 
I think maybe like the weight stuff with Cook is like a little. I think he weighed one ninety five. So you know he's he's does weigh more than one ninety eight. He weighed in at more than one ninety eight, uh, or more than one eighty nine. Excuse me. But um, but yeah, I mean Graham Barfield today was saying like he runs small. He's not like he basically is like maxed out. He thinks is kind of like a receiving type back, and uh, and his the one ninety five weight is what that makes you worry about. Yeah. Um, Jeff. Of course, it's super flex. Check, um, check out the drafter from the one hole, just kind of running circles around to the rest of these guys, grabbing their favorite It's also players. 0.5 for Gary. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> um, all right, Pat, you're back on the clock. Are you going to actually put together a roster or just keep pissing yellow? <laughs> piss I'm, I'm going to take the guy that ruined my previous draft. Give me Malik Willis. Wow. I, this is a, uh, I think a little bit of a controversial pick. You still have him as QB two, despite. I mean, what's the what is the optimistic playing time scenario? Twenty twenty three, right? The optimistic playing time scenario is the Titans do not make the playoffs, and we get to see Malik Willis at the end of the season in a okay. Jalen Hurts, um, Carson Wentz, Eagles type situation where we get a little bit of a peak. Now, I don't think they're going to move on from it at the end of the year like that. So now we're, we're sitting through 2020, uh, 2023 with Willis not as the starter. But then Willis takes the job midway through 2023. They move on from Tannehill after the season. That's your optimistic uh, scenario. I think that's plausible. I don't think I'm going like crazy there with that because Willis has a ton of upside. That would give him a year and a half to develop, which, you know, Maybe he needs two years, but honestly, I think as soon as we're seeing, let's say, one and a half games from him, we're going to get super excited. You know why I feel that way? Because we saw like one and a half games from Trey Lance, and we are like, cool, I'm 100% in. Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster. Trey Lance was like the 209 in our startup. Except <laughs> Trey Lance was the third overall pick. They yes, yes. three first four. I know, I know. I'm not saying that that's going to happen with Malik Willis, where he's going to be the, the mid second in a startup but his profile is so perfect for fantasy football that i do think once you get a chance once we get a chance to see him we're going to get super excited malik willis is going to play for the titans at some point and it i man if he is their starter he is the type of guy that we're taking at like the 105 in startups like the upside is astronomical if he can take the job i know the path to him being the titan starter for even a full season, just got a lot thinner. But like, okay, what, I'm like two picks ahead of where you're going to take Desmond Ritter and Matt Corral? The upside with those guys isn't nearly as high. So I'm, t- I'm going to take on a little more risk and take the guy that could be like the 105 in startups in two years. Wait till you're back up. Three years. Both, three years. Both, you're right about the Ritter-Corral thing in any other draft room, but wait until you're back up and, and they're both still on the board. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I didn't read the room, did I? Read the room. Um, I blew right, it. Blair, I'm really curious to see where you go here. All right, I am gonna build a roster by pissing yellow. Take David Bell. Yes, wow. I love it. I love it. Wow, David Bell probably could have gone over the running backs, but I didn't want to take him. I mean, we're like, look, we we're we have credibility around here, so like, we need to be sure that we're not reaching on guys that we love. <laughs> so, I mean, but when we have guests on, you know, they'll they'll go ahead and do it for us. Blair, what's the deal with David Bell? Well, I actually don't think there's much of a reach on Bell. I think um, he <clears throat> obviously slid a little in the draft, but if he 
hadn't even participated at the combine and you didn't have that four six, he probably would have gone a lot earlier. Um, and he still has a profile that looks like Keenan Allen or Jarvis Landry. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Is he uh, on a team that maybe we... has a role that Jarvis Landry uh, oh, type yeah. role that he could fill? Feels like it fits. If there's a, a role that's already set up that he can just slide right into. Oh, baby. Yeah, especially if he's going to be catching passes from uh, Deshaun Watson. Sign me up. This is where I have him ranked, Blair. I don't think this is a reach at all. Yeah, I don't either. I was trying to make a point that I had him at in the in the range of Cook and White. I didn't want to reach there. No. I mean, relative to where he's going in, like when you're in your rookie mat, uh, real drafts, any viewers and listeners, you probably don't have to take him quite this high. Like, get a good value if you can, but definitely take Dave Bell is the point. <laughs> so every time I hear people talk, everyone seems super excited about David Bell, but he's still falling here. Um, well into the second round. Give me, give me the bear case on David Bell. Like, what, what's with the prospect profile where he's older? He ran a four seven two, and people think that means that he can't play football. Like, you're not going to get the explosiveness. You're not going to get the after he. Like, I always talk about yards per hour, uh, targets per hour run, and then I, in my writing, like to call this after the target efficiency, yards per target, TD rate. He's never going to have seasons where he has massive yards per target, massive TD rate. He's not going to be that big body downfield receiver that can add air yards and yak and do all these incredible things. But he has shown the ability to earn targets at such a high rate that he can be Keenan Allen. He can be Jarvis Landry. He can be very productive. You're not going to get the, the, the massive efficiency boom seasons out of him, but I think his floor is really high in Cleveland with that offense, like Blair was saying. Yeah, and I mean, a lot. Like, he's not... He's not particularly old either. I mean, he he declared after no. his junior season, um, age 20 breakout. Um, Keenan Allen and Jarvis Landry both show up as two of his top comps in the box score scout. What? Uh, wh- I think what the bear case is at like that? Uh, nine. Or, well, you wanted the bear case, sorry. Round 335. Okay. So uh, what is that? <laughs> 99 whatever that is 99 99 overall. so he barely he barely snuck in there <laughs> i that's the comp I, picks <laughs> i think the bear case is like you know what's a, what's jarvis landry but a little worse like that guy is not very fun is that like richard higgins like you know there's like it's a point like, so his top comp is muhammad sanu yes okay okay that's the bear case muhammad sanu who was like you know a guy that he just traded a second round pick for? <laughs> so an elite QB, Robinson knew for his career was like six for six with like 150 passing yards and six touchdowns or something. I mean, when you there, when you think of just like opportunity, and I think it's safe to work under the assumption he'd at least have Deshaun Watson for what the second half of the season, even after the suspension. I mean, feels even like, if he's suspended uh, for the whole year, like. You know what? Yeah. If he's suspended for the whole year and the Browns find out in time, he's going to get Baker Mayfield, and then uh, he'll get Deshaun Watson the next year. You know? Yeah. All right, David Bell getting steamed. Um, some of us uh, like to trust NFL evaluators. We trust the de- draft capital. The bird in the hand is worth two David Bells in the bush. <laughs> Jahan Dotson, come on down. Um, I, I got stuck taking, we're doing a, we're running a, a mock draft in the fantasy life newsletter tomorrow. And I had pick one eleven or one twelve, and I got stuck with Jahan Dotson as well. This is it, literally, it's just like 
we're notoriously bad at predicting this stuff. We all fucking hated Kadarius Tony last year, and he looked like the most electric receiver in the league when he was on the field. I don't think the depth chart is actually that intimidating. You know, after Terry McLaurin, YOLO, top 20 pick, I'll take Jahan Dotson here. You're, you're, I mean, you're going to stack him with Sam Howell because you're going to need a quarterback for, for Dotson to catch passes from because Carson Wentz ain't it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. yes, I was gonna take him oh. with Cook and yeah, White. That that's actually pick. that's a great <laughs> turn. Look at you guys, just absolutely asleep at the wheel. How did you let me get yes. Zach Ertz's backup this cheap? I mean, <laughs> just complete oversight uh, by you guys here. What color do we use for the tight ends? Was it? I can't even remember anymore. I believe it's purple, buddy. I it's thought that was gold. the quarterbacks. Platinum. I mean, if we're not using purple for tight ends, why are we even using no, colors? No, trust me, because I have my own color coordinating conditional formatting on this show, and uh, I can't remember what it was last time, though. Maybe it was I've green. literally used purple for tight ends ever since Crack Rock was, like, cranking <laughs> purple. I, I, I changed my conditional formatting. There we go. We're going <laughs> orange for the headers, and, uh, oh boy. and we're it's... going green for uh our tight ends <laughs> all right uh blair you are back up all right um i think this is more yellow this is wandale robinson oh my god wow Ooh, wow he refuses to not take a receiver it's just perfect <laughs> i i how do you how do you, how do you spell that cry. blair did I spell that right? Apostrophe. Yeah, after right. <laughs> it's C O L E B E A S L. All right. We're good now. All right. Talk Pete, why don't you use wrap text? Wrap text? Yeah. Because the then all the rows are going to be it? different heights. You don't want that. Yeah. No. Is that why, Pete? I, I hate when they're different heights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's, that's why I didn't use it. Here. What? <laughs> Here you want there you go. <laughs> T Mac. Okay. Uh talk to us about Wandell. Yeah, so Wandale, his physical comps, I'm gonna slow play it at first again. His physical comps are not great, but he does, you know, he has a lot more draft capital than the guys you typically associate with this with this size. Um sorry, I just want to pull up his comps in the box score scout because they're pretty good. Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, Calvin Ridley, right? He's pulling in these guys who are, um, huh. Calvin Ridley's who are really productive in college and really light, but also weren't super fast. Um, Ridley, obviously, well, actually, all three of those guys were three-year players. Oh, and so was Robinson. Yeah, so that made, that fits. And how much for you? is uh, about this pick knowing that the Kadarius Tony situation shaky, you know, head case, maybe he gets traded, maybe he gets released at some point or just dot, dot, dot in a vacuum. You like Robinson in the spot. Um, it's more in a vacuum, although I'm pretty, I'm pretty interested to see kind of this new look giants offense. Um, you know, this is the first receiver able drafted. So I'm excited to see, 
how he how he uses him. All right. And yeah, as what, far as what Tony, whispers, he's really, going to be the Isaiah care. McKenzie in, in Dable's <laughs> offense. It's a lot to spend on Isaiah McKenzie. <laughs> yeah. Why can't he be Sterling Shepard? You know. <clears throat> well, in the or Odell Beckham. Yeah, there you go. No. Boom. I don't know about that. In the workout he's like, explorer, he's like five eight. <laughs> yeah, in the workout explorer, he pulls up like uh, Cole Beasley as one of his comps. So you're kind of thinking, mm. okay, did they will just spend a second round pick to get his version of Cole Beasley? I hope not. But that's the Ridley one's interesting, although the height makes that one tough. But um, right. is interesting because Ridley was not uh, athletic. Like his jump stunk too, I believe. Uh, yeah. And I do feel like we're still penalizing Robinson in a pretty big way for the athleticism, even though the Giants like don't care clearly. Like mostly the athleticism is supposed to be for wide receivers anyway, a way to help predict draft position for the most part. It matters a little bit, but not like once the draft position's baked in, not that much. Yeah. I think the Elijah Moore comp is pretty interesting too. Obviously he's a little bit faster, but otherwise they look like very similar players. There's a there's a really significant bias against smaller receivers when the NFL is clearly shifting toward a league that fits smaller receivers more. And everyone mm. wants to talk about these cops and like Henry saying lots of busts, Tavon Austin, like, yeah, like those guys busted yesteryear that like Tavon Austin busted 10 years ago. It's a different league right now. I mean, you have to adjust to what the league trends are doing as well. There's a reason teams are taking these guys higher as well. I mean, obviously Austin got draft capital, but I mean, we're going to continue to see more young players be the first of their kind into the future. Like that's what is happening as a as a broader when you step back thirty thousand foot trend. Wide receivers are getting smaller. Evolution also is regressing. You're also just getting such a better price-adjusted bet on a Wando Robinson than a Tavon Austin. Because Tavon Austin, I, what was he, like the 103 or the 104 rookie yeah. drafts that year? You know, yeah, like that's a really bad bust. But Wando Robinson, I don't think you got to take Wando Robinson here. You know, uh, he's going later. I have him later than this in my ranks, and I think I'm a little bit ahead of ADP on him. Uh, the ADP that I saw was he was 24th in Superflex ADP. So... Um, I don't think this is a bad pick, but you know, you could even wait a little bit longer potentially and get Wando Robinson. So, I mean, the you know, for the risk you're taking, I think it's a lot of. It's not like the most upside in the world, but like you hit, you see, Amon Ross St. Brown gets a bunch of targets over like you know the second half of the season, and all of a sudden people are like, oh my god, I gotta get Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, he's a slot receiver, but if you can get <laughs> if you can get him like this and ride it up, I, I think that's the yeah. way to go. Yep. All right, Pat, you're on the clock. Um, all right, Gretch, you're on the clock. No, 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 no. Get that out of here. That's, dude. I, first of all, I already have Willis, so I don't even need a quarterback. Uh, Pat, but I still am going to take it. I still am going to take Matt flex. Corral. You can start two quarterbacks on a week. I'm going to take goes, Matt Corral, baby. Corral. <laughs> wow. Dude, I do you not get this. Why is Desmond Ritter going ahead of Matt Corral? Matt Corral plays behind Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is horrifically bad. Matt Rule is fighting for his job. Matt Rule's like three games in going to go, oh, that's right. Sam Darnold's terrible. And then he's going to put in Matt Corral. Matt Corral's going to throw to DJ Moore. Matt Corral's going to throw to Christian McCaffrey. Matt Corral's a better prospect than Desmond Ritter. He fell in the draft. 
I think due to some off the field stuff to some degree, I don't think that I'm willing to bet on Matt Corral to be much better than the NFL thinks he's going to be based on that. Based on his talent, I think he's even in this, you know, even after seeing him fall to the third, I'm like, I think you guys are wrong. I think maybe he's more of a second round type. I think he's a better prospect than Ritter. Great accuracy. He scrambles. He can be pretty solid for fantasy football. Not the strongest arm in the world, but I think he'll be just fine. And a uh, nice little price here I got. So I'm taking him over Ritter every time. Uh, and I don't really get why Ritter's going first. You actually really just convinced me because I, I have been taking Ritter higher, but that was kind of brutal. Um, I'm going to take Desmond Ritter uh, for all the opposite <laughs> oh, reasons of what Pat just said. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything Pat just said, take the opposite argument of those. <laughs> And then, um, I mean, the the next best on my board, surprise, surprise, is a couple of running backs and um, a receiver that I don't want to draft. So I'm going to go deep into the third round and just take the guy that I want to take that I'm certain will not make it back because I know what room I'm in. I'm going to take Romeo Dobbs. Dubs. Whoa. Let's go. Uh. <laughs> I think he might have made it back then. <laughs> I, I, I was not taking Romeo. Dubs. I wasn't. Blair was. Blair, was Blair, were you taking him? I already got Watson. I can't hedge. Oh, he got Watson. Oh, man. We would have made it all the way back for sure. <laughs> Speak on that, Brett. I mean, he's better than Christian Watson. That's all I got to say. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think Sean basically said as much uh, on the overtime yeah. pod. <laughs> yeah, Sean's a fan. He might be Sean's better than This is a and guy you should take in the third round of every rookie draft. He has a very strong production profile. He goes to a team that has a bunch of available targets that has an elite quarterback, and they drafted <laughs> Christian Watson – Probably the best bust profile of those top 10 picks that we talked about. That's why we took him 10th. I mean, he, he had to go there where Blair took him, but wasn't like Pat's been saying all spring, wasn't very productive. Even when he had Trey Lance, a future top five pick as his quarterback, he was getting outproduced by other players in FBS, right? And finally has a good year as a senior. He's old. This is a guy who actually has the sort of rotovision profile they took later i mean you're gonna you're gonna see like uh alan hearns type rookie year out of a you know alan hearns was a udfa i think he came in the same year as marquis lee we all loved marquis lee but alan hearns was like really productive right away it was a team that needed receivers. i got one Everyone for you it they took multiple receivers and the second receiver was better who what's the one you got jacoby myers and Nikhil harry there you go and Myers, as the unheralded second rookie, was the one that actually mattered right away and still matters. Romeo, dub. I like it. I like Dude, it. I like the, the chat. Dub. Just crush it. Pull up Nick Bird's comment. Romeo W's dubs. Romeo dubs. Yes. Beautiful. It's, Dude, it's, it's glorious. It's too perfect. Also, Gretch, I'm noticing a pattern with how you're drafting, like Noah's Ark, you're rounding up players. No, no. So Romeo Dubs is a receiver. I had to go back and piss yellow. <laughs> There's a receiver. 
I want to be clear. There's a receiver, and I'll say when he comes off the board that I would have <laughs> taken over him in a real in a real draft. If I wasn't drafting with Blair, I would have taken a different receiver over uh, over Dubs. <laughs> I bet I know who it is. Okay, Karain, you're back. He might be close. He's probably coming up on my board. Um, all right. I love I, this. Is the guy I want to get in, in all my drafts in the in the late second round. Give me Tyler Algier. I'm seeing was... I'm seeing some tilts. I'm seeing some. Oh, go ahead, Ben. No, you go ahead. It's your pick. I was just gonna say that's the guy that was the next best on my board when I took Romeo Dubs. <laughs> uh, I'm seeing some tilt on the timeline about the fact that he's a fifth round pick. You know, why are we taking this guy ahead of guys who went in the third round, went in the fourth round, and stuff? We're taking him because he's a big back who had great breakaway numbers. And he goes to a team that's just getting all the leftover pieces they can and trying to turn it into the Titans. And it's not going to work. But in the process of doing that, Tyler Algier is going to get to play the Derrick Henry role. And he's he's not Derrick Henry, but he's like the same type of back. And they're going to be using him, I think, as their lead back this year. And, dude, this guy can actually be used as a receiver to some degree. His yards per hour numbers aren't great, but they're kind of decent to where – you know, if you, you can probably catch him, Dumple's probably used more like in the Jonathan Taylor role where he gets – or the Nick Chubb type of stuff where he gets used on like some screens and stuff like that. And uh, although he only ran, I believe, a 4-6, the breakaway numbers are very good. Once he gets rolling, he's tough to bring down. So I really like him. I think you're going to get pretty quick production out of him. And uh, I, frankly, just a more talented back than he gets ready for. All right, Blair. It's time for the that was a peacock right. bat bit right there. That was a well um, analysis. I'm gonna go with a guy who <laughs> cut that for YouTube. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. let him see now. Yeah. <laughs> what Blair? It better you you do have to fill a starting roster in this in this league. You can't just draft wide receivers forever. What if I take a receiver who will probably get switched? No. Um there's a guy that we all thought was in the Kenneth Walker tier before the draft, and now he's Ooh. slid so far, but he might actually still be good. Isaiah Spiller. Okay. Speak right. on that. Yeah, I mean, Spiller was – he's one of the – he actually might be the youngest running back in this draft class. He's someone um, who, for months leading up to the draft, we had as basically a top eight pick, top seven pick, and kind of – um, you know, there were a lot of concerns, I guess, about his athleticism, but um, yeah, he he took quite a quite a slide. He ended up going in the fourth anyway, so it isn't probably as terrible as it seems. So yeah, I'm excited. I think he he couldn't have ended up in really a better situation either. Um, we're gonna be drafting you know, a lot of him as a as a handcuff. Yes, mm. he's a good pick. Yeah, they can redraft. I mean, like yeah, we're gonna have a bunch. These are yeah. the these are definitely two running backs that should go ahead of Romeo Dubs, but I already had two running backs <laughs> on my team, and I'm not being that. <laughs> uh, Blair, how much did it pain you to to not take your seventh wide receiver, their sixth wide receiver? Oh, it was it was hard. Before I we move on, can you? Uh, it is. Can you? I did five Willis's in a row, time? so it's still a true zero RB rookie draft. <laughs> this is a great <laughs> comment. Well, it says, Mom, I want Derrick Henry. The Falcons org says, We have Derrick Henry at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. 
good. Casey said, uh, so Gus Edwards for uh, Tyler out here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Gus Edwards, but maybe Pete, Gus Edwards did you just Pete make up. a quote comment in, in your own stream? That says, <laughs> if, if Peter takes Jalen Tolbert, he was a draft. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's running the social media. <laughs> yeah, we're all trying to find out who did this. We're all trying to find out who did. I mean, it is a it is a great selection. I you know I kind of share that similar sentiment. Uh, I will take Jalen Tolbert at this spot. I don't know if you guys know, but he did go to the Cowboys, and he'll be receiving passes from Dak Prescott. That seems good. And um, you know what? Let's do my other, you know, Jahan Dotson style pick. Um, let's take Alec Pierce. You know, yeah. no one wants this guy. Yep. They don't like him, but the NFL says otherwise. Those are clearly the two best available receivers. Those, are, well those are very good picks. This is what we call upside down drafting, hyper fragile drafting. You load up on your running backs, your quarterbacks early, and then you start mixing in the past. <laughs> I actually think like upside down drafting is not this. Wasn't it that you you take wide receivers early? So I just gotta say, upside down drafting. This is called right side up drafting. Four D upside down. I just upside down right side up drafting. Right side. Thank you. So Pierce is actually the receiver I was referring to because I forgot to put Tolbert on my list, and I would have taken Tolbert over Dubs. Yeah. Even like even with all everything I said about Dubs, I still would have taken Tolbert. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> all right, player, who you got? All right, I want the best quarterback prospect in the class, Sam Howell. See, this wow. is the spot where Dubs goes if I don't take. Uh, if I don't take him where I did, I just want. I mean, when when Blair goes to quarterback, you know that all the good receivers are gone. Yeah, then then Dubs is off the board. All right. Any other th- any other takes on Sam Howell? I would love to be on Sam Howell, but a fifth round pick, it's just five hundred one. Come on, tough, let's man. not let's not fear monger four five turn. Let's call him the four five turn. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I'm, Matt Matt Corral has like a much better chance than anyone thinks to start this year, and I think the same is probably true of Howell. We don't I mean, really all the landing Carson spots were pretty game. good for these quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, they really yeah were, they were really yeah. I think I think I think Howell's probably on the Willis time frame that I outlined because the draft position is just so rough that like, man, he has got to show him like. He's got to be crushing in practice for them to even let him play at the end of the season, you know, uh, just with the fifth round pick. So, but I do think midway through 2023, he could take that job. The other thing is, he should be really good for all my Deami Brown shares. I think that's pessimistic, Pat. I think he can take the job yeah. in 2022. Okay. I mean, Wentz is pretty bad. So, yeah, like <laughs> if he's terrible, what are you going to do? And if Howell's looking good in practice, like you were saying, and Wentz is playing poor in games, like Howell could play in 2022. Yeah. The um, Crack Rock, um, I don't know how to tell you this, but on the ship chasing draft platform, we crank green. We, we No, crank. dude. No, I asked Crack Rock. I asked Pete to make it purple. He told me this whole thing about how running backs have to be light blue. I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> Look, it's coded into our back-end CMS. It's really hard for our developers. <laughs> yeah, the CMS. Pete, Pete, show the CMS real quick on how these the colors CMS, come up. 
did are you guys impressed with this uh the cms being able to handle upside down text like this i mean the devs have been doing a terrific oh job. Yeah. that is actually i am actually impressed with that thank you I appreciate that. I can do strike <laughs> for you guys later if you want to see more of my party. So the right? chat is saying Kirk Cousins was a fourth. They're saying Dak was a fourth. I can't remember if Dak was a fourth. Kirk Cousins Dak was, was a, fourth. a fourth. Yeah, Dak, Dak was, was a fourth. fourth. Howell was 501. Tom Brady, sixth. What was Garoppolo? Tom Brady. Garoppolo? Tom Brady, Garoppolo obviously. I mean, Sam, Sam Howell went higher than Tom Brady. What are, what are you going to say? Yeah. It's just like the the base rate stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. there's a lot There's a lot of fourth-round quarterbacks, though. There's a lot of fifth-round quarterbacks. <laughs> you don't hear about many of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, all right, I don't know. Maybe there's something where, like, he was the fifth QB in his class, though. Because a lot of those QBs are a lot lower in the rankings yeah, in those classes. Cool. You know what I'm saying? This was a class that was everyone was pushed down. I don't I don't want to put too much weight on the fifth round thing. I just really don't because it was a weird year. I saw a really good uh, piece of data, and I, I, I said this on a different pod somewhere. I wish I knew who I got it from, but somebody was pointing out that the year after a ton of draft capital, cumulative draft capital across all teams was spent on quarterback, it's it cratered. Every time, dating back to like 74 or something when Terry Bradshaw was taken. The year after, all of the, the highest years in NFL history for QB draft capital, it cratered. And 2021 was one of the top like three of all time. Like we had a ton of draft capital on QBs. 2022 wound up being one of the lowest of all time. It almost is after seeing that, and it was a hindsight analysis after, after the draft, but it's almost like we should have expected a little bit. There's fewer teams that are in need of a quarterback. There's a lot of teams in the NFL right now that have young quarterbacks. Less demand. These teams are sort of playing chicken with each other that need a quarterback. It wasn't a good class either, but I don't know. I'm not I'm like the, the way they fell was weird. These guys were projected to be second round picks. Some people had Howell in the first round. I don't want to anchor to the fifth round draft capital too much. And the other thing is, I mean, we're almost into the third round of this rookie draft in a super flex rookie draft. I mean, if he had gone earlier, <laughs> you would not be able to get him here. Yeah, <laughs> right. Weidermeyer's still on the board. Don't worry. Not for long, buddy. Not well, for long. <laughs> you know, I was, I was going to actually honestly take someone else here, but crack rock in the chat, convincing Pete to make tight ends purple as they should be. Give me Greg Dulcich. I want to get in on this. I need that purple spot right on my board. <laughs> Greg Dulcich. I spell that right. There you go. Yeah. He so gets used downfield. He's a move tight end. You're still on this kick, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, third round pick, you know, okay. draft capitals there. Alberto, I know the, the darling of fantasy Twitter, Alberto, couldn't possibly lose his job to the guy that they just picked in the third round and probably want him to beat out. Uh, yeah, he can lose his job to this guy. I think Alberto's good. Alberto's more of a traditional inline tight end. So it really comes down to what they want out of their tight end. Because I don't think so Dulcich's problem and why I would take McBride ahead for sure. And you know, I actually probably wouldn't even take Dulcich here. I'd let him try to slip a little further uh in most drafts. But the issue is if he's a move tight end are they playing two tight end sets? Are they are they not having you know one of Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton on the field? They also have KJ Hamler. They got to fit in for snaps. So like, there's really not a lot of two tight end sets that they're going to have uh, room for. But 
maybe down the line, maybe next year, maybe halfway through this year, they start running more of like a Mike Jasicki type of tight end where they're basically running four wide receiver sets with Dulcich as that fourth wide receiver functionally, you know, officially a tight end, but really he's Mike Jasicki, he's Darren Waller. And he's not in the slot where we think of a slot receiver. He's split off the line on the other side of the formation in the slot, which is which is what Jasicki, Jasicki plays with a slot receiver all the time. But it's basically just a four wide receiver set. So if they move towards that with Russell Wilson at quarterback, that would be really exciting. Well, if you're going to do the Russell Wilson tight end comp, don't you want to compare these guys to Jacob Hollister and Will Disley? Kind of the thunder and lightning. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> you could throw in uh, Gerald Everett. I'll allow that. Gerald Everett. Uh, yeah. That right, just Greg. made my tight end, tight end turn impossible, but I'll take Jelani Woods and Tyrion uh, Davis Price. Okay, yeah, I I was thinking effort. about taking Damian. No, Tyrion Davis Price. Oh. I don't Tyrion. want Damian Pierce. No, like literally, I don't care what team uh, Tyrion Davis Price is on, or I mean, uh, Damian uh, Pierce is on. He's not good at football, so you guys can you guys can have that. Everyone's super excited about him being on the Texans and being their starting running back, but we're gonna get a tight end, and we're gonna get. Uh, the big, very fast running back that the 49ers took in the third round. You, you crank it purple one times when the sex bots show up. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I feel like I really kind of starved the beast at tight end because you guys started scrambling after. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Three rounds later, we, <laughs> we scrambled. <laughs> Got it. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I like that pick. I was actually going to grab him today in my, not Jelani Woods, uh, Tyrion Davis Price, and someone sniped him. So he's already he's already creeping on up. I had to settle for Peter I, Strong as my. As soon as I heard that Crack Rock was here, I had to crank it purple for, for yeah. the guy. So, and Blair Jelani better Woods. as well. Otherwise, it's a disgrace. Um, Pat, you're up. I'm going to deviate from my ranks uh, yet again after, after Ben Gretsch. Just obliterated Damian Pierce. I can't take him, so I'm going to take John Mechie. Another guy. This is probably maybe a snipe from you, Pete. The uh, the draft position. Just take the yeah. guy who the team thinks is good. He never really did anything in college, but there's maybe good reasons for that. Uh, played with an insane, insane group of wide receivers. Tears his ACL in December. Uh, we're all excited about Jamison Williams. What if John Mechie tore his ACL earlier? Has a nice little rookie year. Then you can flip him in the smock draft. Devin uh-huh. always has uh, a sense of humor that's like <laughs> potentially uh, a half notch above what I'm understanding. But is this just because we didn't talk about Jelani Woods because we needed a comp him to? No, this is this is when we this is when we uh, made fun of Russell yeah, Wilson's bench for throwing his tight ends. Okay, yeah. got it. Although Jimmy Graham was not uh, peak Jimmy with Russell, was he? Um. All right, Blair. Wasn't, wasn't great. All right, I've do? been getting too far away from my comfort zone here, so I'm going to go with Tyquan Thornton. No! You can't wow. me, Blair. Wow. Blair, we had already had this ready to go for our Oh! <laughs> oh no. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> God damn That's it, why Blair. you got to take your guy... <laughs> 
three rounds too early. Brutal. They they say he can't get sniped in a mock draft. Trust me, he can get sniped in a mock draft. Uh, all right, speak on that as eloquently as my model would have. Pete, there's only there's only well, one I pick mean, here for you. There's not much more there's to say. <laughs> what? Blair. Not much more to say. Super fast guy went in the uh, second round, I think. Right yep. to uh, a team that always hits on their wide receiver picks. <laughs> yeah. They are known for their ability to drag high level wide receiver talent. Pete, you can recover right. here. I am. <laughs> I am. We're going back to the model here. Let's check it. The devs did something. We're back. Pierre Strong Jr., an absolute beast of a player, the total package. He'd be a great fit on the Patriots. Come on down, Pierre Strong. <laughs> Should we go to the model again? Uh, okay, hang on, hang on. Let me, let, me <laughs> let me get this pick in. The model is uh, is on on fire. It has an incredible hit rate over the years. You guys should see the R squared on it. Um, it's a good model. All right, there we go. Nice to get back to a. Uh... Oh, it is. Uh, how how many rounds do you guys want to go with this? Um... <laughs> I mean, Cricket? at least seven more, right? <laughs> I want you to do this, so let's do another. Let's do another uh, wrap. Yeah, we got another round here. Okay, all right. I really do want not, this to happen, so let's do, do another. Do not round. snipe me then when we come back around. No, this is this is my last pick. This is my last pick, guys. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna trust my model. We're gonna do it live. We're gonna come over here. Kevin Harris, check the team fit. The stoolies are going to love this guy. <laughs> so is this guy, Kevin Harris. Come on down. I, love I it. just learned that you were drafted by the Patriots. And now and in the dirt. It's great I love to have it. you come on by. <laughs> All right. Blair, next time you try to snipe me on a bit, just know I can weasel my way around it. <laughs> All right, you're back up. All right. Uh, let's go Ty Chandler. Ooh. Is he a basketball player? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Tyson Chandler was a basketball player. Right. <laughs> Speak on him. Vikings? Tyson Chandler. Yeah, Vikings. Um, he was uh, you know, transferred to North Carolina to be... Sam Howell's only pass catcher, basically, and was a smash and uh, should probably steal some receiving work from Madison right out of the gate, which maybe doesn't sound that exciting, but if there's an injury to Hook or if he can't play, then wheels up. All right. Crane? I'll take Damian Pierce here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good Wow, that's a good sell out. I thought we He's were... A, you know, uh, College committee. I would have actually would have. He's he's higher in my ranks than this high in decent <laughs> amount. So uh, I uh, I I lowered him a little for the for the bit equity. But I mean, he scored a bunch of touchdowns. He can break tackles, and it's like an open depth chart. So um, he doesn't even have to be very good to to be decently valuable this year. All right. If I get close it. No, you get to double tap it. I'm getting the last pick. Oh, nice. I'll take Khalil Shakir and Tyler Beatty 
Can't top Ooh, these okay. two picks. Uh, straight up got dumped on. <laughs> that's that's what I got to say about these picks. <laughs> we'll never recover. Little remember when uh, Khalil Khalil Shakur was like Aiden's bit player. He was like when I started yeah. watching his tape, that was when I knew I was over watching prospects. Yeah, but he's good. Blair, he's good, right? Blair, tell me he's good because I just took him in a mock draft. It's very important. Well, yeah, he's good at this at this price. Nice. The Bills got him. Almost. I mean, he's on the Bills. What? What? What else? Like, what are you gonna do? He's on a good team. Pat. All right, I'll, I'll go Zamir White, number one running back in the nation before he played uh, in college, and then it wasn't very good. But he had, <laughs> he tore both of his ACLs in between being the number one running back recruit in the entire country and then getting to play in college. Uh, and that might ultimately be why he didn't have a very good college career. But then he had a really good combine. So maybe maybe we're getting a little more juice as a pro if we are. Uh, could be fun. Josh Jacobs not going to be there next year. Might, might be uh, their starter next year. Who knows? Blair, your final pick. Can't help but notice a gaping hole at tight end on your roster. Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh. this one. That's tough. There is a tight end I like, but there's a running back I like even more. Wow. Okay. Now you have to. Now you have to do it. Well, yeah. For my last pick, I want it to be UDFA backfield dominator star Tyler Goodson signed with the Packers. Ooh. Oh, he signed with the Packers. Okay, yeah. I like that one. I like Tyler Goodson. Did this just break across the wire here, Blair? No. He signed like several days ago, like the day after the draft. Were the, I, mean, I just erased him from my memory when he wasn't drafted. Yeah. <laughs> Who were the other um, interesting UDFA? Is Justin Ross? Yeah. Justin uh, Ross is the Chiefs. That, I mean, I should have taken there. I mean, uh, there's the guy. Oh, you, um, you dunked on yourself. To dunk on us, you must I dunk, dunk on yourself. I dunked on myself. <laughs> what an embarrassment. Who's the guy from Baylor? Baylor running. Oh, Treston Ebner, dude. I almost took him. Uh, no, that's I like him a lot. Up. Oh, all right. I'll go. I'll go <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. God damn it. Abe, you don't like Treston uh, Ebner? Is he Abe from Baylor? Smith? Here comes a fucking yeah. paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you guys let this dude fall. All the way <laughs> to be here to supercharge this team. Eat shit. I win. <laughs> Couldn't even fill up the whole area. <laughs> oh man, just you guys. Dude, just wrap just the text, me. bro. Dude, we're not doing multiple. Just <laughs> the process. If you want to be able to see the whole draft board, we can do it like this. <laughs> oh boy alright chat Um, write Pete if you think Pete won the draft uh, in the chat otherwise we'll um, we'll see you guys next week <laughs> <laughs> no you can, you can put you can put Blair 
Uh, even though he did take a tight end, you can put Karain, you can put Gretch. Just make sure you put male looking for love slash co-manager. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes, I will pay you. Oh, this is this is actually a good one. What, what happened to Brian Robinson? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have Samir White ahead of him, but but I would have taken I I have Brian Robinson as my next guy on the board. And then Kyron yeah, and Keontae Ingram. I think Keontae Ingram's I'm, kind of interesting. I'm far more concerned about right. us not drafting Justin Ross. That was an embarrassing decision on our part. If there yeah. were more rounds, I would have probably taken Robinson where I took Goodson. If there were more rounds. You just wanted to make sure to take Goodson. Yeah. 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 yeah that makes sense. I mean, I think Nick kind of speaks for everyone because you didn't take Ross. They kind of have to vote for me. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm voting Pete. Like Jesus, how could I not? <laughs> I mean, Jalen fucking Weidermeyer. I mean, that's a that's a winner right there. When your wide receiver course is Jahan Dotson, Jalen Tolbert, now Pierce. What are you gonna yeah, do? Like, what are you gonna that's do? the way you went over a ship chasing room right there. <laughs> Dude, this I hate this fucking team so much. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> Aside um, from the bit, Pete's draft is four. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to be very clear that this was only a bit. And Pete, your draft's terrible. Well, look, we're gonna. I'm gonna take a screenshot of this. I'm gonna post it on Twitter. We will revisit this in one year, five years, in ten years. And I have a feeling that this team is gonna age very gracefully in the ten plus year timeline. I'm, I'm excited for Weidmeyer to be the best pick of the draft. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> no one saw it coming, but Pete. <laughs> I oh, mean, man. if you're worried about OJ Howard blocking Jalen Weidmeyer, boy. You're a fish. Wow. <laughs> Devin is shots fired at Blair. Yeah. Damn. He says Blair took all the wide receivers and didn't get any of the good ones. Who got I, the good I, ones I, then, Devin? Who's who are the good the good ones on? I think it's how do you respond, Blair? He's right. <laughs> <laughs> Blair had to settle for a lava and Watson, and he's not happy about it. He's not happy about it. <laughs> the 102 was your worst decision of the night. Not not any of the picks. That's true. Your... None, of, none of the picks were as bad as picking the 102. <laughs> All right, Blair. Um, any other macro takes about this class? Any other deep sleepers you need the people to know about before they head into rookie draft weekend? So the tight end I wanted to take, if I had to go purple there, would have been Isaiah Likely who unfortunately signed with the Ravens. He was their second, or not signed. He was picked by the Ravens. Did you read their that second. Peter King thing, though? No, I didn't. They they got sniped hard on Calvin Austin, uh-huh. and they literally were like, they, they were like, come on! And then with like a minute and 30 seconds, uh, Harbaugh turned to Greg Roman and was like, what about likely? Can you, can you find a spot for him, Greg? And Greg was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And they, they took no. me like, totally... Totally just That's like annoying. panic picked Isaiah Likely. I mean, Isaiah Likely, I'd like the profile, but it's just hilarious. That's amazing yeah. that NFL teams are just like us because that's exactly <laughs> what I do in drafts when I get sniped. I, I spend the first 80% of my clock <laughs> yeah. pissed off and then figure it out in the final 20%. And those are your best picks, right? Sometimes. That's true, yeah. That's sometimes <laughs> your best picks. 
Sometimes you got to pick with your heart, not your head. Right. <laughs> um, Gretch, Pat, anything else uh, on the horizon for you? Pat, are you just an F1 thought leader now? Is that, that the only Yeah, so be do? on the lookout. I got a chance to talk to Parker Kligerman, former NASCAR driver, about the F1 race this Sunday. That's going to be up on YouTube, getting his thoughts on the Miami Grand Prix first ever. Uh, it was, it was uh, I, mean, it, I can't because it's wild, man. It's wild. You watch Drive to Survive, and then all of a sudden you're talking F1 on the NBC Sports channel. But uh, it was actually a really fun conversation. I feel like uh, I didn't come off as quite the noob that I that I am, which I did admit. But uh, yeah, look for that. Look for uh, an episode that I just did with Evan Silva, Graham Barfield, and Kyle Dvorak, where we did a, a similar exercise to this. We did a rookie mock draft. Um, that just came out today. There you go. Congrats, uh, what about you? <laughs> I just I'm just looking at my Twitter mentions where uh Trey McBride motherfuckers and Jalen fucking Weidemeyer uh Pete did not censor it for Twitter at all, which I oh, I'm big fan of. I, I forgot that children follow your Twitter account. I can't <laughs> see such words. Beautiful, beautiful uh draft board. I just love that they're all in caps too. They're all purple, and you have Greg MF and Dulcich, and they're only the tight ends are in caps. It's beautiful. All the fantasy providers have their kind of own distinct uh aesthetic for their draft boards. And I'd like to think here at Peter Overs at Google Sheets Incorporated, we do too. Um you got the great fit. You got the number one running back in 2014. It's beautiful. All right, it is time to end the show. I, I think we'll give the people what they want next week. We'll start hopping in some drafts, and uh, we can put some of these ideas on their feet. But, Blair, very much uh, appreciate you swinging by tonight. We wish you could have joined us for the drunken stream, but uh, this was a, a very, very nice uh, addition to have you tonight. So, for Blair, for Pat, the F1 thought leader, for Gretch, still pounding Coors Lights five, six, seven days later. I'm Peter Overzet, Jalen Weidermeyer for the win. We'll see you guys next time.